This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 2nd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Today won't follow my normal format. It may be a bit more of a therapy session for me. That happens occasionally. If you tire of my musings, I encourage you to move to the last item, sharing information from an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. It is worth it. Monday must be my oops day. Clean up in aisle four or something. I was talking with a very accomplished individual about the play Hamilton. I said I would not go to Hamilton because of the rude way an actor in the play used that forum to speak to then-Vice President-elect Mike Pence when he attended the performance. My friend disagreed with me in a nice way, but we mostly moved on. Neither remembered specifics. I take some pride in what he told me a few days later. He is a listener of this podcast and said he decided to do what I try to do and check out the original material. He shared with me his impressions of a New York Times article that had the actor's actual words and said they were okay. But it was in the New York Times and that was not good enough for me, so I looked for the actual video, which I link. I like to be the hero in my stories. Not this time. He was right. I was wrong. Oops. An example of things we know that just aren't so. I could have honestly testified under oath that the actor was rude to Pence, but I would have been wrong. This small example actually relates to the rest of today's podcast. I had a Facebook exchange with a good guy. Started with one guy, drifted to a second individual chiming in. Chiming is meant as a good word. I emphasize that because I misunderstood something he said and had to apologize. But let's get to the meat of things. The original person explained the purpose of a meme this way, quote, goes hand in hand with how people are told what to believe. January 6th never happened in a lot of people's eyes. It was just a normal tour day, end quote. I replied, quote, I know of no one who says January 6th did not happen. No one. Everyone I have heard speak on it says it was awful. I have heard and posted it today in a video from Dershowitz that some calmly entered the Capitol, seemingly ushered in by the Capitol Police, and it seemed like a tour. The fact that some entered calmly as if on a tour does not mean someone who points that out does not believe that a riot happened on January 6th. You can walk to school and bring your lunch. It is not either or. End quote. The second person chimed in with the linked article from the Washington Post titled, A GOP congressman compared Capitol rioters to tourists. Photos show him barricading a door. And the article does quote the congressman talking about some rioters looking like tourists. I replied, quote, exactly. In the article you shared, he said, quote, undisciplined mob. There were some rioters and some who committed acts of violence, end quote. He also said some videos showed folks looking like they were there for a tour. You can walk to school and bring your lunch. I like that phrase. Then we started debating insurrection. He says it was an insurrection. I say it was a riot. We did not make headway. I spent part of Sunday thinking about this exchange. Again, the other fellow is a good guy and is not my intent to use this seldom heard forum as a way to make my case when he cannot respond but I will probably do it a little. My Sunday morning thinking led me to the belief that we are pawns for control of the narrative. There is little in our daily dialogue that is about truth or the search for truth. 
We assume it is. Many of us think it is. We strive to convince the other of the truth. Yes, we share a quote or an article that has one or two factoids that support our point, but as searches for the truth go, not very satisfying. Again, more on this in the review of a Wall Street Journal article. I am reminded a bit of a critical concept in a Master's in Business Administration, MBA, program. They drill into you when studying a case to ask and answer the question, what business is the company in? In 1900, if you manufactured buggies, your future was likely brighter if you viewed your business as personal transportation. You were likely in trouble if you viewed your business as making buggies, because buggies are on the way out and cars were coming. We may think we are searching for truth, but I do not believe that is the business we are collectively in. As we consume news, we mostly are consuming views. Yeah, I know the irony given the name of this podcast. But my epiphany this morning is, I think we are consuming what major groups want us to consume to support the narrative they are pitching. Okay, not earthbreaking yet. And not just so we think now what they want us to think, but so that group owns the historical view. It is the first battle for the narrative in the history books. That is the business we are collectively in. Not a search for truth, but control of the first draft of the historical narrative. I think that is why in Facebook, I take the bait every time when someone says Republicans don't think January 6th happened. One narrative pushed by Trump and some, many on the right, is the election was stolen, and a lot of people now believe that. It wasn't stolen, though illegal election activities took place and they should be highlighted and corrected. I specifically refer to government actions in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin that violated state law. After writing the above, I checked and found that 35% of Americans, per PolitiFact, think the election was stolen. Not good. Not good for our country. Not good for Trump to have pushed that point. I did some more checking. In 2020, 2019, various sources reported that about half of Americans thought Trump colluded with Russia. Not good. Not good for our country. Not good for Hillary to have paid for this story to be concocted and pushed by a compliant media into our government for investigation. Neither were are true. Both pushed by the media and their compatriots and both wrong. And we are the tennis balls in this match. The media tells us January 6th was an insurrection, but the previous months of rioting were mostly peaceful protests. How can January 6th be called an insurrection, but not what happened in Seattle and Portland? I quote from the linked article in Human Events titled, Insurrection Efforts in Portland and Seattle Rage On Without Democratic Outrage. Quote, for four months, riots blanketed Portland every night. Extremists set streets and buildings on fire, assaulted officers with concrete and mortar explosions, and looted businesses. More than 277 officer injuries were reported by the Department of Homeland Security in Portland. Continuing to quote, Seattle also saw a summer of violence. Rioters there even made their own autonomous zone, end quote. I keep hearing, as this Facebook thing started, that people say January 6th never happened. I can't find that. I can find our thought leaders telling us that, but when I go to the original source information, I don't get it. 
I find the congressman's comments, which definitely seem to limit how bad it was, but not denying January 6th. And in looking at what the congressman said, it was as part of an argument that January 6th was not an insurrection. How did we get here? Another listener to the podcast shared an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal by James Hankins that may help answer the question. It is titled, quote, everyone's a critic and it's time to read the books, end quote. He starts by distinguishing between critical reading and primary reading. Primary reading is to read the original material and figure out what the author is telling us. Critical reading, the proponents, I guess, would say digs deeper, but seems to put one's own filter over the words and then make something up. And that last one, my words, not James Hankins. He says we need to go back to more primary reading. What really hit home in this article was the discussion of idle talk. Idle talk is hear something and repeat it. Folks aren't reading the original information, thinking about it, engaging our mental horsepower. When I read this, I was thinking of most of us, the masses. What is scary is how he says reporters do their job. One reporter may do reporting and the rest recycle the article with their spin and little if any research. They are engaged in idle talk. In a time when it is so easy to get to the primary source, he says few do it. We all would be better off if we go to primary source information, or at least get our information from folks who go to the primary source. And let's face it, no talking head on any cable news channel has the time to do that. I do eight minutes a day on a podcast that does not have the quality demands of a major cable show. It takes several hours, and I still don't do enough primary checking, and I repeat, this is usually only eight minutes. It helps me, maybe you, to know that we are the tennis ball in the first battle in the writing of today's and yesterday's history. It is not about truth. Most want it to be, but it is not. I would like to help get to where it is about truth, but will likely fail. Knowing what business we are in is at least a first step. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.